Welcome to the Arena Church podcast. We hope you enjoy the message. Um, just a number of things I really believe God just laid on my heart um, as we start the new year. And, and the first point I want to make is God is in control. Not the world, not all the nations and the vine and the power political struggles going on, not Iran, not America, but God is in control. This is what Psalm 2, 1 to 7 says. What fools the nations are to rage against the Lord. How strange that men should try to outwit God. For a summit conference of the nations has been called to plot against the Lord and his Messiah, Christ the King. Come, let us break the chains, they say, and free ourselves from all this slavery to God. But God in heaven merely laughs. He's amused by all their puny plans. And in fiery fury rebukes them and fills them in fear. For the Lord declares, this is the king of my choice. And I've enthroned him in Jerusalem, my holy city. Talking about Jesus. I mean, Isaiah 9 talks about this child that came into a dark world. But he's got a government upon his shoulders, which is a government of love. And it will never end. It increases all the time. And, and so... When we start to think, and some people are very fearful about the start of this new year. Not everyone's excited. Some people, you know, are walking into a year of debt, a year of what's going to happen to me, a year of uncertainty, not just on the political side, but on very basic living. Some people are worried about their accommodation. You know, there's all sorts of things. But more and more, we come back to the fact that God is in control. And I want to start 2020 with that declaration that no matter what's happening in the world around me, God is in control. He's not frightened, he's not afraid, he's not fearful, he's not upset, he's in control. He started this thing off and he, nothing else is going to stop it. I mean, Meg tells me that one of the conversations I have is about the end of the world. It's a big kind of talking point, you know, global warming, what's going to happen, stars falling from the sky, you know, all this sort of stuff. And uh, I'm not stupid and I'm not naive, but I believe God is in control. So my confession is all the time that I'm not blind to all the things around me, but I know whom I've chosen to believe above all things. Let me settle your hearts and bring peace to you that God is in control of your life. Nobody else, God. And if we will give ourselves to him, he will give himself to us. And so... There's nowhere else we'll find peace except for in him. So don't be anxious at the start of 2020. Let's be excited about what God will do in your life and in the life of those around us. And uh, because we are now engaging in prayer, we are engaging in an answer to these things. The second thing I'm going to say is be intentional. don't, Don't just say things. Let's do something with it. The Bible says, let's fix our eyes on Jesus, the author and perfecter of our faith. Now, I did that because I want us to keep our focus on the answer to the problem, not the problem before the answer. Sometimes we look in all the wrong places for answers. We look to try and find a way that will, will suit us to get us through things when actually we're not looking in the right places. And so we, we are now attuning ourselves both through prayer and through the word to actually come to that place. Make a plan. I was awful at this. I thought diaries were the worst thing in the world because they, I like to think I was a spontaneous person and to a point I'm probably still guilty of that. But actually, diaries free you up. They don't trap you. They just allow you the time that you do have free to enjoy it. 
I was forever stealing time and feeling guilty about it. Do you know, whether you're recreational, and that's a good thing, we need recreation time, but actually, if we plan, then we have time to enjoy. And so it's not a bad thing. Habakkuk says, make the plan, write it down. Make it plain. Write things down. There's no doubt that we know that once we start from a verbal to written, it becomes more important. And the written and verbal becomes even more important. So write plans down and then start praying them through because that's what we need to do. Now, I'm a little bit geeky on some things. BBC News um, did a study. Well, they didn't do a study, but they came back from an American study taking 2,200 volunteers using iPhone and they found that 30% of the selected audience, even during demanding tasks, said their minds wandered, daydreaming. So they went on and they got an audience of, and the survey went to 250,000 people. The Harvard team concluded that people spent 46.9% of their lives daydreaming. And they went on, this is not proven, but, and this is in the waking hours, obviously, um, so they're daydreaming away. Um, in addition, they said that most people distracted said, even in the task at hand when they were doing demanding tasks and they daydreaming, the reason they were more likely to do it is because they were unhappy. And so the study went on a little bit more, and, um, and this, they came out with, with the fact that the most people that kind of reported back to them said the reasons that they daydreamed when they thought about it were they were unhappy, unloved, bored, or felt that life had dealt them a really bad hand. And so daydreaming, the main reason, I'm not talking about fantasising now, I'm talking about daydreaming, most people daydreamed about one thing, winning a lottery. Because if they thought they had money, their lives would change significantly to be a better life. And so that's the reason they spent most of their time at work, daydreaming their way out of work into money they thought they could have a new car, new home, new holidays. And actually, I think it's been proved more and more that people who come into excessive money don't know what to do with it. They don't know how to serve it. And there was a survey done that the, amongst people that... that <coughs> came into significant money and they said they had no friends because the friends they had before they had money, they didn't know whether they had those friends because now they wanted something from them and the people they were meeting, they didn't know whether they wanted something from them, so they were lonely. And so the thing that they thought was going to help them, money was going to buy them friendships, power, prestige, influence, did none of those things because if we daydream our life away, we waste our life. Dreams have meat on the bones. They have to be intentional. We write things down and we do something with them. We don't just daydream and say, one day, one day it'll happen. This year I'll do, you know, we've done all that, going to the gym, doing all that sort of stuff. It doesn't work. And so this year let's be intentional about making plans and sticking with them. And be realistic. You won't do more than three or four, really, to begin with. But let's build on those things. Let's be intentional about praying them through, seeing them through, and actually beginning to see the fruit of doing that. And the last thing I want to say, um, I haven't got a clock, so I don't know how I'm doing on time. Am I all right? Okay, I'm not, I'm not then. Um, be committed. Be committed. 
Psalm 37, 4 to 5 says, Be delighted with the Lord, then he will give you all your heart's desires. Commit everything you do to the Lord. Trust him to help you do it, and he will. Commit your plans to God. But be committed, because if you're not going to commit yourself to this, it won't work. You have to make a, an intentional statement, and you've got to stick with it. Don't give up on it. Don't give up on you. Please don't give up on you. So many people feel that life's come to such a point they give up on themselves. They think they're not worth it. And you are. We've got to press through on some things. Um, when, I've, when I was um, pastoring, Jeanette and I were pastoring the church in Milton Keynes. And it was a, a reasonably large church with about 500 people. We were elders there and pastors there. And God called us to start working with addictions and homelessness. And so we, we went to part-time and then we, we um, decided we were going to launch a charity working with people who had issues in life. And, and um, I went to see my friend who ran a very, well, a large counselling service. I think they had 40-odd counsellors working for them. And I said to him, mate, I don't want to be put in a box that's so small I can't get out of it because I don't want to just end up doing counselling and, and stuff much as I don't mind starting it, I want it to be bigger than that. And he said to me, if you commit yourself to God, God will open the whole world up to you. The problem is, John Maxwell, who was a, you know, I love John Maxwell, he's a, he's a great lead teacher on, on leadership skills. He said that most people, particularly Christians, want to hedge their bets and do lots of things, but never commit themselves to the thing that God called them to. And they think if they hedge their bets, they're going to win somewhere. Let me tell you, you won't. I think lots of people are going to be surprised that they're doing things they weren't asked to do. And so we need to be intentional. We need to be prayerful. We need to be committed to what God is asking us to do. And then we need to get on with it. Please, this year, let it be a year where we, we make those decisions. Number one, we decide and choose that God is actually in control of the world and my life. And, and we start at that point. And then we move to the fact, this year I want to be intentional with things in my life. I want to make some decisions that I believe will help me move on and that will be a blessing to me and to God. That's why we always seek God, that we're walking in his will. And number three, I want to be committed to this. I want to walk this journey. I don't want to half walk it. I don't want to get in and think, oh God, the price is too... I want to get on with this. If you want to play around with one foot in the world and one foot in the kingdom, let me tell you, you're not going to get either from any of them. You're not going to get anything from it because you're trying to get things but won't commit yourself to it. So, this year, please, let's start up with getting hold of it. Commit our ways to God an assurance that he's in control. Be intentional this year. 2020 is an important year for you and for me. And it's the only one we've got in front of us. And let's do something with it. Let's make a decision now. And it might be now that you've never made a decision for Jesus. We have made a decision in, in Arena when I first came there. We always give people a chance to accept Jesus in their life. And, um, and we're going to do that again. And it may be that you're in a new stage in your life and you're recommitting yourself to God. And actually you say, I don't want to live this way. I want you in my life. 
And I'm sorry if I've not let you in. And I'm sorry if I've walked away from you. And I'm sorry if I've done everything wrong. I didn't do it to offend you, but I'm sorry. I want you in my life. Now, if that's you today, we're going to pray in just a moment. And there's nothing more than we're going to ask you just to put your hand up. That's all we're going to ask. Not asking you to come out, not asking you to do handstands or dance or anything. You might want to, but we're not asking you to. So if you could do one thing for me, if you could bow your heads and just close your eyes for, for other people, just for their privacy, and then we, we're just going to pray now. And if that's you today, then just put your hand up and just let me know, and then we're going we're gonna to move on. And please, if you need to do that, God's speaking to you, then don't, don't put it off. Be intentional. Let's do it. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. God, we are so delighted in you today. We are so open to what you're doing in our life. And Father, we pray that as we give ourselves to you this year, that Lord, you will draw close to us. As we lay our plans out before you, you make them prosperous and you make them succeed. And so Father, this year we choose to give you our hearts. We choose to walk your way. We choose to commit ourselves to your plans and your purposes for our life. And Father, we pray that your blessing will be upon us and your favour will rest upon us, and your goodness will flow with us, and Lord, that will follow us for the rest of our life. And so we give you praise today, Lord, and we thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Great, you've been incredibly good and patient.